What is up, Rave Raid fam? Welcome to another episode of the Rave Raid podcast with your host, Tyler Hardy. And as always, I just want to take a moment to express my overwhelming love and gratitude for each and every one of you guys who tune in on a daily and weekly basis to hear about all things that we're doing here at Rave Raid, as well as everything that we talk about on this podcast with the main intention to help you become the most self-actualized and self-loved version of yourself. So then that way you can find your gift and what it is that you're meant to do here in this lifetime and share it with the world because as you can see, you know, we need it now more than ever. So hopping into today's episode, I want to talk specifically about anxiety and depression and kind of like my life experience with, you know, both of them and and kind of how I fluctuated back and forth and how it created a lot of like my personality and way of being and things that I've done to help with, you know, combating that and no longer really having anxiety and depression and some of the spiritual lessons that I've learned along the way that have really allowed me to come much more present and in the now, which has really helped me with living a much higher quality of life. And so I think that a big reason as to why a lot of people really struggle, you know, in this lifetime is because they're so either projected into the future or they're living in the past. And, you know, the big thing that I want you to know here is that the key is, knowing that there's only the eternal now there is only right now in this moment and everything is created in the now moment that you know awful moment that tough challenging life experience that you continue to keep a piece of your consciousness in and ruminate on the past like that all happened right now and the same thing is what's going to happen in the future for people who forward project and you know get anxious and worry and repel what it is that they're actually wanting for themselves in their life that also happens in the now as well. And it does little to no good to actually forward project and create anxiety because it actually repels us from what it is that we want. And so generally speaking, like where does, where does depression and anxiety come from? And I probably, probably won't touch every single potential causation here, but I will speak on my own life experience because that's what you know this podcast is for, is to hopefully resonate with as many people as possible and help them through my life experiences so then that way we can all heal together and so i would say that a lot of depression again comes from you know fragmentation of consciousness due to traumas so what i mean by that is when we have some sort of trauma that we experience in our life you know a tough moment breakup tough relationship uh, parental traumas the way we were brought up the way we were raised um you know tough life experiences, near-death experiences, things of that nature, right? Anything that would cause a massive amount of trauma, uh, what ends up happening is we we leave a piece of ourselves inside of that moment. And what happens is, is that ego actually creates an identity around that experience. So then that way we can cope with it. So a lot of people live in stories. You know, they create a story about a person or an experience that allows them to cope with what it is that they experience. So then that way they can you know, carry on some sort of, you know, what seems to be normal functioning life post that experience. When in reality, sometimes we create stories that are actually really detrimental to, you know, our greatest potential. And I have lived in a lot of those stories and a lot of those, you know, fears and anxieties as a result of that and depression, you know. So it's one of those things where gaining that high level of awareness is what's going to allow us to make those changes. And so aside from you know, frag- fragmentation of consciousness due to traumas. I think some other big things that cause depression are obviously foods. You know, the food that you're putting into your body has a massive correlation to the vibration in which it in which it operates. 
And as a result of that, it's going to draw on different types of experiences and your energy and vitality and your your um, organ function, all the things that are going on inside of your body, your entire system are affected by the things that you eat. So one thing that I can say is that changing diet and changing the things that I eat and gaining a greater understanding for what things my body actually really loves and what things it doesn't love was such a huge game changer for me in regards to kicking a lot of anxiety and a lot of depression because sometimes you know the depression or anxiety is just an indicator that something inside of your system is not operating correctly whether that be hormonal or neurochemically or in your in your gut and digestion which is a huge one that's been overlooked by so many people in regards to having a major impact on the quality of your existence is in your microbiome health and the way that you take care of it. And I, and I can speak on that firsthand because, you know, I have to be very aware of my microbiome health because of the fact that I had my appendix removed. And I didn't think that it made that much of a difference because you hear from doctors saying, oh, yeah, you don't really need it. You don't need it. Uh, I, I beg to differ in a lot of ways. You can survive without it, but it definitely plays a major role in digestive health and, you know, balancing bacteria in your microbiome. And so as a result of that, I have to be much more aware and cognizant of the things that I'm eating and also maintaining good microbiome health as a result of that. And that plays a major factor in regards to, you know, feelings of energy and vitality and not depression or anxiety. Um, and we're learning more and more that, you know, most of our serotonin is created inside of our digestive system. So the way we take care of our gut really helps us. And from a spiritual level, it helps us with our, our decision-making abilities and our power and authority. But um, what I'm getting at here is like the foods that you're eating are very important. Some things that I recommend doing is, or that's helped me a lot, is I, I recommend, you know, looking into what your blood type is. I think that gives you a lot of insight as to what foods, you know, would might be conducive for you. Um, I don't think it's entirely perfect because it doesn't take into factor, you know, epigenetics and where we are, where we come from in the world um, geographically. But I think that it's a really good starting point if you don't have any clue on where to begin, um, because it, this really is such a big factor in regards to, you know, people who are depressed and not depressed. I, I think that food actually plays a way bigger role than people think. And so, you know, that's something if you're not hyper aware of, you know, there's a good chance you're consuming things that are probably not as conducive for your health as you think that it is, even if you are health conscious. You know, I, I was health conscious for a long time or thought I was. And then I realized that a lot of the things I was eating were still, you know, not conducive for high quality health. And it's a refinement process. It's more you learn more and more as time goes on. But I'm just here to tell you that, you know, you should be very intimate about, you know, what foods you're eating and how you're eating them and when you're eating them and things like that. But um, that's I think that's a huge factor in regards to depression and anxiety, at least in my personal life. You know, as you become more and more energetically clear and the more that your body is actually in a good state of homeostasis and your neurochemistry is balanced, you can eat one thing or consume one thing and you will know immediately if it interacts well with your physiology or not. And that's the level of health that we want people to get to here at Raverade. That's why we create the supplements that we create. That's why we have the protocols that we do to try to help people achieve that high level of health and awareness. Um, another big one I think is that should be, people should be aware of is environmental toxins, plastics, endocrine disruptors, things of that nature, uh, really play a role on our hormonal system. Um, I can speak on this personally because I have, you know, messed up my hormonal system when I was on TRT 
and decided to come off of it because of the negative side effects that it was bringing me were definitely not worth, you know, what I was experiencing. And so I can speak firsthand, like I've had my hormones completely flipped upside down and not in a good place. And as a result of that, it's really hard to live a high quality existence. And it led to a lot of depression, like that particular summer in which I was, uh, which I was rebounding from, from using, you know, TRT, I was depressed beyond belief. I was eating personally for me, like plant-based diet doesn't seem to be the most efficacious personally, but I know each person's different depending on blood type and so many different variables. Um, I was depressed and a lot of pain, um, a lot of inflammation, discomfort from my diet that I was eating. Um, I was just sleeping for 12 plus hours a day waking up, getting like essential things done and then immediately like laying down to meditate. That was like my life for, you know, a solid eight to nine months. And I still have to be very mindful to this day of the things that I'm doing to make sure that I don't put myself into a state of, you know, hormonal imbalance, which could lead to, you know, feelings of lethargicness or tiredness or disassociation, things like that. And, you know, I've got it pretty well managed at this point, which is great. And I have more energy than I've ever had in my life. And it's all natural. I don't take any sort of, you know, coffee or stimulants or anything like that. It's all specifically around supplementation, proper nutrition, which is how we're supposed to be living. We're supposed to be getting all of our energy from our food and the supplements that we're consuming. So basically, you know, that's a huge component of everything. So I really want you to ask yourself, like, are you hyper aware of what it is that you're consuming um, from a food standpoint and supplement standpoint and all these different things and then also on top of that too what are you consuming from like a content perspective an energy perspective who are you consuming because that plays a major role in your anxiety and depression as well you know if someone's sitting there spewing you know hate or low vibrational frequency or fear it's going to cause a fight or flight state in your body it's going to cause an increase in adrenaline and all these different stress hormones and cortisol that could potentially cause your body to be to come out of homeostasis and come out of uh, synchronicity with itself and or coherence and which would lead to you know you feeling more lethargic or tired or you know binge eating or stress eating as a, as a byproduct and a result of that so being able to protect your hormones is very important and being able to protect all those valuable neurochemicals that you have in your body is very important. And that a lot of that comes down to how much screen time do you have? Who are you consuming? What are you listening to? What are you viewing? What are you allowing yourself to be exposed to? Because there's so many potentials in this lifetime for things that you could be exposed to that maybe you don't want to, you know, expose your subconscious mind to. You've got to protect, you know, the most valuable real estate that you have, which is six inches between your ears. And that makes a plays a major factor in you know depression and anxiety. And I think that one area where a lot of you know men in particular struggle is like pornography addiction. Like that's constantly, constantly, constantly pulling from your dopamine storage, constantly causing you to numb out and disassociate from your reality, which leads to depression. You know, it's not good for your brain to consume things like that. And I can speak firsthand on that from you know my younger years you know, how that impacts the way you view the world, how that impacts, you know, the way that you view romantic relationships and others and people, you know, and it just, it's one of those things where so many things could be the, you know, 
associated contribution to what it is that you're experiencing that you would call depression or anxiety. And I think for a lot of people, you know, kind of circling back to it, uh, depression's just a lot. It could be like your soul on a spiritual level as well, telling you like, hey, I don't want to be this person anymore because our souls, you know, even if it doesn't seem like we're experiencing it in our reality and our body's not experiencing it, our soul knows what we came here for. It knows what we came here to experience and how great that potential is. And that incongruence, you know, that little nudge, that feeling of depression is just you, you know, telling yourself, your soul telling you, like, you're not meant to be this. You're meant to be something greater, you know, much more vibrationally light, less dense, more, you know, embodied and in your power. And a lot of people willingly and unwillingly give away their power and they don't even realize it and their full potential on a spiritual and energetic level. And so, you know, I, some remedies, I would say, you know, if you're someone who experiences depression specifically, we'll talk about that, then we'll talk about anxiety. So if, you, if you're someone who experiences like depression, what I would say is the key to your liberation from depression is going to be extreme awareness and mindfulness around what it is that you're consuming on all levels. And then also knowing that your physiology is the secret to breaking free. So doing things like the Rave Shaman program that we created, which is specifically, I think the one that would help the most would be proper breath work. And then combining that with, you know, hyperthermic conditioning, hypothermic conditioning, you know, sauna and cold plunge use, getting, you know, some hormesis going in your body, some hormetic stressors that are going to cause a change in your physiological state. So then that way you can start reaping the benefits of, you know, those feel good hormones and chemicals because for a long time for years and this is up until recently this is up until like maybe the past you know maybe seven eight months in my life i lived so much in stress hormones and stress chemicals and it caused everything in my life to be warped it caused me to have a lot of anxiety and worry and and fear about the, you know, the potential of things playing out in a certain way. And I was attracting in a lot of, you know, less than ideal experiences and less than ideal people and things that were validating those belief systems and what I was projecting outward into the world. And, you know, I'm here to tell you that if we can, if you become aware of, you know, the chemical processes in your body, the things that are happening, have great stress management through meditation, through breath work, through, you know, hormesis and doing these, you know, um, different things that challenge you and, and really stretch your, your physical and mental capacity. It's really going to help you start to gain a level of calmness and awareness inside of your human experience. Because I'll tell you right now, you know, we can hop into another piece of, you know, what could be a contributing factor as to why, you know, people are experiencing anxiety and depression is, is substance use and chemicals that they're putting into their body. I mean, I've done it all. I've done the nicotine. I've done Adderall. I've done, you know, prescription medications. I've done TRT. I've done all these different things. And I don't do any of that stuff now. I do none of it. And I have more energy and more vital. I'm more present, clear, and aware than I've ever been in my entire life as I'm speaking to you right now. And what I want you to know is like these things that force chemical reactions even some of the things that are actually, you know, considered like in the spiritual world, like, you know, your, your rape and stuff like that, like it still forces a chemical reaction, even though it's plant-based, you know, so being really aware of what it's causing, you know, forced chemical reactions is going to make a huge difference in your life. And combining that with, 
you know, carrying out some really healthy practices and giving yourself the time and space is really important because it's super, super important to slow down and become aware of what's going on. Because if you don't gain awareness as to why things are the way that they are, you're going to keep repeating those cycles day in and day out. And you're never going to be able to really figure out why things are the way that they are. And that's what leads to, you know, suffering and victim consciousness. And, and there's enough of that going on in this planet right now that I don't want anybody who listens to this podcast to experience that. And that's why I wake up every day and I do what I do because I, I really think that I have a lot of things to share that I think can really help people make a big difference in their life. And so going back to it, um, so it's really important to know that if you're someone who experiences depression, like literally your body is running a program, right? It's hardwiring a program is I'm depressed. I don't feel good. You know, this, whatever the story is or the experiences that you're having, having is your body's hardwiring to that. It doesn't want to move. It doesn't want to exert itself a lot. It doesn't want, you don't eat good foods. Like you're carrying out this program. You have to break that program inside of yourself. You get to change that program inside of yourself. And sometimes it, it, it takes, you know, you forcing yourself to do things that you don't necessarily want to do i.e. getting up and going for a walk, sunlight exposure, you know, doing cold plunges, getting in the sauna, you know, eating properly, you know, avoiding things that are high inflammation because high inflammation in the body is a quick way to not, or is a quick way to become more lethargic. It's a quick way to become more sedentary, which is going to result in depression. We are meant to move. We are meant to use this body as a tool to achieve higher levels of consciousness and higher levels of health and quality of living. And if we're not using it to its full extent, it becomes more sedentary and doesn't move and we gain weight and we become depressed and our neurochemistry gets messed up. It's it's just this really nasty feedback loop that a lot of people are stuck in. And I hope what I'm sharing right now is really hitting home for some of you guys who might be in that place. And if you're in that place, it's completely okay. I, I've been that person. I've been that person for a long time and a lot of purposelessness and a lot of, you know, lower vibrational frequency in regards to my experiences and the stories I would sell myself on a daily basis were getting me a lot of subpar results, you know, causing me to live in places that weren't necessarily conducive or ideal for my greatest good, causing me to not eat the way that I, I, I can now and, you know, causing me to have experiences in dimmed relationships and, you know, struggles and conflict because I was living in a lower vibrational state and with the lack of awareness. And so, if you are depressed, like just know that you have to know that you can make the change. Because if you think that it's something outside of yourself, if you think that something is causing your depression, i.e., you know, other people, you know, the world, you know, whatever it is that you, you know, associate as the problem, if you give away your power, what I'm getting at here is if you give away your power to make that change, the likelihood of you making that change is very, very low. And when I realized that I was in control of changing the outcomes of my life and the way my body felt and the way that I thought and the way that I interacted with others and the way that I built my businesses and all these different things, when I realized that I was fully in control of it and that nothing outside of me was dictating the outcomes that I was getting internally, then that's when things started to change. That's when I started to believe in myself. That's when I started to work on you know, subconscious programming and started to work on you know, really getting into, you know, the framework of my existence and giving myself that time. And so if you are depressed, if you are experiencing those things, 
give yourself permission to give yourself a little bit of love because there's a lot of things that, you know, could make someone depressed in this lifetime, especially if they're not aware of it. You know, and if you can't pinpoint it, it's probably something that you're doing in your day-to-day life that's contributing to that particular thing. And I think that people can, you know, get, you know, chemical imbalances and things in the brain, but there's always a causation for it. There's always a reason why it happened. And so it's important that if we make any sort of changes, if you want to heal that depression, if you want to heal that anxiety, the way that you do that is specifically through getting to the root cause of the problem, getting to the causation that's giving you the effect that's less than desirable that you're getting. And only you know that, you know, only you are going to know exactly what it is that you're doing on a daily basis, because it's your job to have a high level of self-awareness over this body that you're living in and the experience that you're having so you can consciously make changes around you know what's actually ideal and conducive for you and when you get to that point you start piecing those things together you start eating correctly you start challenging your body you start giving it a proper amounts of sunlight and good water and you know doing things that are challenging and putting your body through hormesis through you know cold plunges exercise yoga um sauna use you know you name it you're going to start seeing changes in your physiology your body's going to start thanking you and giving you more of those healthy chemicals and reward chemicals for doing the right thing and create and then you start creating a healthy feedback loop and a positive feedback loop that's going to keep getting you more and more of what you want and then you're going to become addicted to the good things just as easily easily as you become addicted to the not so good things you know, the sugars, the bad foods, the, the highly inflammatory oils, the substances, all those things that are keeping you stuck, you know, you can give those things up and let those go with love and replace them with something that's much better for you, much more conducive for a high quality outcome and a high quality existence for yourself. And that's what I want for you more than anything. And so hopping into, you know, the flip of the paradigm, we're going to talk about anxiety and anxiety is an interesting thing because it's very at least in my life it's very it's very hidden in plain sight I think is the best way to describe it you know I've always been like very high functioning and always go 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 and up until recently I really have needed to evaluate why I was doing all the things that I'm doing because obviously I want to see Ravery succeed I want to see my health be in a great place I want to see you know, the best possible outcomes in every single area of my life so I can teach other people how to do the same thing because I feel like that's my purpose. But I needed to really reel in why it was that I was doing it. And for a long time, one of my biggest motivators was to help my mom. And for those of you guys who don't know, my mom's a severe alcoholic and we're still dealing with that to this day. And I'm a big reason why, you know, I work so hard to create Rave Raid and everything else that I work on is because I need I want to create the resources and the opportunity for her to potentially heal herself, to take that journey for herself. And I want to be able to help her in any way that I can and assist her in any way that I can. And that's a big, a big motivator for me. Um, But I I realized that a lot of the things that I was doing and the pace that I was working at was, you know, for me, a, a coping mechanism to not slow down and look at some of the traumas and things that I had experienced in my life. And that anxiety was coming from this need to try to get somewhere super quick. And as a result of that, it was causing me to miss details. It was causing me to not create for my highest good. It was coming from a place of lack and scarcity. You know, I need to do this. I need to hurry and get this done. If I don't get this done, then, you know, I'm not going to be able to help my mom and all these things. And it was resulting in me not doing things for me. 
not doing it for my greatest good and what I wanted for myself, you know, and I had to come to terms with that with, with my mother is like, Hey, you know, I, I want to help you and I want to assist you, but I'm not going to rush the rush the process of my human experience because of the choices that you've made for yourself. And that really has helped me shift a lot in regards to anxiety. Um, I think a big thing is also making sure you're <clears throat> highly cognizant of the people that you're spending your time with and the people that are in your life. Because a lot of like as a very empathic person, you know, I pick up on, you know, the energy and the feelings and the emotions of others around me. And a lot of people are experiencing anxiety on this planet right now. There's a lot of instability going on right now, as you know, many of you guys can probably see for yourself in numerous ways. A lot of things are shaking up. A lot of people are, you know, becoming more aware and questioning things. And, you know, as a result of that, you know, it's causing some anxiety in the collective. We just went through a two year, you know, thing that's been unprecedented that we haven't experienced as a collective before. You know, that has caused even to this day, a lot of, you know, people to still be afraid of that thing, you know, and it's just one of those things where we have to be, you know, aware of that, the things that are the causation for potential anxiety, because sometimes it's not always the things that are inside of us that are causing the anxiety. Sometimes it's not always the food. Sometimes it's not the substances. Those things definitely don't help, you know, but it can be things externally. And it's your job to create, you know, a calm environment inside of yourself where, you know that you're going to be okay. You have the belief system that things are always working out for you, regardless of what it looks like and seems like in that present moment. And that'll help you gain a higher level of you know peace and calmness. But one thing I will say that was a huge causation of anxiety in my life was substances, specifically things that affected the adrenal, my adrenal glands, things that specifically caused me to get ramped up and, cre- and increase my brainwave frequency i.e. coffee, nicotine, um, Adderall, things like that, right? And those, you know, it could be a number of things other than just that, but those things really can detract from your ability to stay calm. And I will tell you right now that calmness is a superpower. Like being calm, embodied, present, and grounded in the now moment with yourself is the greatest power that you will ever have. Not being amped up on energy drinks or substances and caffeine and you know nicotine or whatever it is that you're you're, you might be struggling with those things don't contribute to a high quality existence and they don't make you better in any way they make you more speedy which might help you with not slowing down to look at what's actually really going on you know and that's why i'm grateful for those times in which you know i didn't have the energy to to really do a whole lot because it caused me to sit down and become really reflective on my life and the experiences that I've had. And I don't think I could have done that if I was constantly, you know, burning, burning it from both ends of the candle, like I was for years and years and years, my body had had enough and it said, okay, we're done. We're not doing this anymore. And as a result of that, I paid the, paid the piper on the back end of it. And so anxiety really comes from the need to control. And I think that this is the biggest piece of anxiety that I want you guys to really take away from this episode is that anxiety comes from the need to control outcomes. I'll say that again. Anxiety comes from the need to control outcomes. People get anxiety about, oh, what do I do if this person leaves? And then they they cling to them and they try to control the outcome. They kind of try to control that person. And as a result of that, it repels them away from what it is that they truly want. 
whereas staying calm, embodied, and present, and loving, and in our highest vibrational state would actually put us in a place where we would bring in and draw in more of the experiences that we desire for ourselves. I can speak firsthand on this. That need to control, like because of traumas, again, because I sat back, sat down and actually reflected on what was causing the experience, what the causation was. It put me in a place where I recognized how I was playing out in all of my relationships and things and viewpoints and stories that I was selling myself on a daily basis was that due to a lot of instability and trauma that I experienced in my childhood, i.e., you know, almost dying when I was in second grade, parents getting divorced, really um, unreliable kind of shaky living situations for a long time, um, not just, you know, in my 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 child years but also like in my early adult years as well due to lack of awareness um, it caused a lot of instability which when you experience a trauma you want to try to control as much as you possibly can your external reality because it gives this false sense of security it gives this false sense of stability and it's not real stability or security it's just something that again ego creates and identifies to so then that way it can think that it's in control when in reality it's not, and sometimes it's actually creating less than ideal situations as a result of that. Does that make sense? Um, it's That's a little bit kind of um, like esoteric a little bit, but like, does that make sense what I'm saying? It's like the need to control actually repels you from what it is that you want and what you desire in your life. Being clingy, I think the best way to describe it is like the clingy relationship. When someone's super clingy to you, it's actually like a huge deterrent and repellent versus the person who's calm and in their body and, 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 and loves you from a higher state and loves themselves from a higher state. Like those are the people that you want to be around, like either as friends or romantically. Same thing happens with money. Uh, money was a great example. It's like it's it so much anxiety around money. And that stemmed from my parents' belief systems around money. And you know, I remember times my mom would sit there and she'd like shake her leg while she was balancing the checkbook you know, just anxious as all, all get up, you know, and I watched that happen for years and years and years, which was ultimately the, the causation for my parents' divorce was, I'd say a lot of it was financial. And so like, I always had this story that I would sell myself around, you know, money, and I'd have a lot of anxiety around money. And then eventually through meditating, through doing all the things that I'm telling you guys to do and encouraging you guys to do, I was, I've been able to really elevate myself to a new level of health and mental clarity and understanding and spiritual development that I realized that I don't have to identify to those stories anymore and neither do you. If you have anything that you're identifying to, you don't have to identify to anything. No one's forcing you to identify to anything except for you. Um, and you know, as a result of that, that's what's creating the experiences that you're having. And so I realized like, you know, I actually have a great abundance mindset. I actually know a lot of things about money and how it works. And I, I really dedicated myself to actually learning about what money is really about because it's not what it is that we're taught. And so through a lot of, you know, education and exploration and learning lessons, you know, of high highs and low lows with things like money, I've really gotten to a point where I feel confident and I feel worthy of having all the things that I have in my life and the things that are yet to come and the things that are coming for Raverade and all those different things because like I know that my entire life is just a reflection of my internal beliefs and my internal state and I you know I'm creating and cultivating a new identity for myself that's much greater than the one that I used to previously live in the one that used to give me a lot of anxiety and then eventually you get to the point with whatever it is that you're dealing with you're like I don't identify to that anymore 
And that as a result means that you don't identify to the emotions that are associated to it. Strack, or, or sorry, lack and struggle, um, you know, were things that I used to identify to. I don't identify to those things anymore. And as a correlation to that, I don't identify to the anxiety of money or being in the wrong place at the wrong time. That was another big one that I would experience was I always thought that I was in the wrong place. And that stemmed from me always thinking that I wasn't doing enough and that I was behind or that I was not, you know, keeping up. And a lot of that came from comparison to others. Um, you know, we have these things that we look at all day long where we get to compare our lives to others and really see the highlight reel of other people's lives. But it's just one of those things where, you know, I was ruining a lot of my now moments because of the fact that I was forward projecting like, oh, I shouldn't be here right now. I should be somewhere else. I should be more successful. I should be this. I should be that. When in reality, you know, a mentor of mine, a really successful one, he said, you are where you are. And the second that you acknowledge that you are where you are, that's going to put you in a place where you take on the ability to create change. You cannot make change anywhere but in the now moment. And that's what I want to get at here. And I'm going to wrap up this episode here pretty quickly is that everything that you're going to create in your life comes in the now moment. And all you need to focus on is the now moment. And when you simplify those things, when I came to the realization, this happened like at Electric Forest for me, you know, this is one of those things where it really hit home. And I knew these things intellectually, but I had this experience that was very, you know, cementing for me of the eternal now. I was like, I have nowhere else to be. This is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And as I've had more experiences and synchronicities that have, you know, really pulled me into the now moment and, and shown me like, hey, this is what you're supposed to be doing. This is your purpose. And this is your life experience that you're, you chose to have for yourself. It's really allowed me to settle into all I need to focus on is right now. And everything's based on probabilities. The more that I do right, right now, better that I take care of my health, the better that I take care of my mental health, the better that I take care of the business and my relationships and my finances and my spiritual, my spiritual practice and my spiritual health, the more that I take care of right now and do my very best in the now moment, the more that I'm able to get more of the things that I desire out of my experience, the more that I can serve others, the more that I can be more useful. For example, like these podcasts are in the now moment and that's why each time I do them, I continuously you know, aim to improve and get better at it because of the fact that I am embodied, I am here, I am right now. And that's the version of you that's gonna create so many amazing things. Because when a piece of our energy is stuck in the past and it's fragmented in traumas or, you know, reminiscing on something, or we're projecting too far into the future about what's gonna happen, how much does that leave for right now? How much of you is in the now moment? And so much of, you know, my experience and my healing journey has been me going back and collecting the pieces and gaining a greater understanding of who it is that I am and bringing that all back into the now moment and actually you know, embodying and assimilating that version of myself into who you're listening to on this podcast. And that's what I want for you because I don't think many people realize how much of themselves isn't in the present moment, which leads to what I call disassociation to reality. You know, anyone who knows me like early years, like mid or early 20s would know firsthand how disassociated that, that I was, how checked out I was from my now moment. Now, nothing was being created in my now moment as a result of that. I was just running a program. 
because I was too busy thinking about what happened in the past and the traumas and the things and identifying to those stories. Then I would come back to reality and then I'd be like, oh my God, like what's going to happen in the future? Oh my gosh. And because of the fact that I was living in stress hormones and stress chemicals, it was causing me to negatively view my future, which is causing me to get subpar results, be around subpar people and, you know, not get the things that I wanted out of my life. Does that make sense? Like, does that make sense what I'm saying here? Because this, this is the kind of stuff right here that will, if you embody these things and actually go on this journey, will absolutely change the course of your entire life. Not only your life, but the lives of your future family and generations to come. You know, a lot of us are here to break those generational bad patterns and habits that have caused repetitive cycles of low vibrational frequency in our bloodlines. That's what a lot of people are here to do. A lot of people are very capable. Anybody can do it. It's just a choice. And so I want you to know that the more that you can bring yourself into the now moment, the more powerful you're going to become, the more capable you're going to become, the better your memory is going to be, the better your ability to create problem solving is going to be much better. Your memory is going to be better. Your ability to, you know, be present and be that friend or be that person that you know you can be for yourself or others is going to be greater you know, your ability to learn is going to increase. All these things are going to really help you become what it is that you're able to become and actualize that full self-development that I know you're capable of and self-love. Because when you do that work, when you do the healing, when you work through these, you know, the depression and the anxiety, the forward projecting and, and the, the past projecting, you're going to be able to bring more of yourself back into the present moment and actually become what it is that I know that you're able to become. And, you know, if... I knew what I knew now, I wouldn't have lived that way. And so what I'm telling you is that no matter where you're at, it's just about doing a little bit more in the now moment. It's just about doing the right thing right now. Like what's the next best step is the next step. It's just taking that step in the now moment, taking care of your body, honoring it, respecting yourself, respecting boundaries, not using substances that are detracting from your health, being highly cognizant of what you're consuming food-wise, energy-wise, um, content-wise, all these different things. Start bringing more awareness. Adopt a meditative practice, you know, and start actually implementing that on a daily basis. So that way you can gain that awareness and actually start making those conscious choices for yourself because it's a completely different life on the other side. And I, I want you to experience that as much as possible. So um, I'm going to wrap up today's episode, guys. Be sure it was, it was a pretty long one, but it was obviously a really important one to me. And I think one that I think could really make massive change in your life if you adopted even some of the things that you know felt true to you in this episode and again integration is the biggest thing here like the more that we integrate into our day-to-day -day life the more that we're going to get more of the outcomes that we want so don't just take what i'm saying and just you know unplug from it and then go back into the program of your day-to-day -day life if you're not fully satisfied with every single area of your life then there's some sort of improvement that can be made and as a result of that, I want you to get the most out of your human experience. So it's important that you take what felt true to you, what feels true to you, not what I'm telling you is right. Feel into what I'm saying and make that decision for yourself because this is about your power. This is about your sovereignty. It's not about what I'm telling you to do. It's about what feels right in relation to what seems and feels right to you. So that way you can implement on it and create your own truth. And, and incorporate that into your day-to-day -day -day life and watch the changes that happen and be consistent with it. The more consistent you are, the quicker this is going to happen, the quicker you're going to heal. The more consistency that you can bring in, 
the better your life is going to be, I promise. That discipline is going to free you. And so, yeah, just take what felt true to you and implement these things. And, you know, as as always, um, I meant to do a commercial today on, on Rave Raid, but I'm just going to kind of wrap up with talking about the product a little bit and, you know, link the website and things like that. So the big reason why we created Rave Raid is because a lot of people are, you know, addicted to different substances, right? And a lot of people's neurochemistries do get negatively impacted over, you know, prolonged use of some of these substances. And I can speak firsthand on that. You know, forcing these chemical reactions really can cause a long-term detriment to neurochemistry, to your body, your homeostasis, your, your coherence of your heart and mind on a spiritual level. And so that's why we, we put the ingredients that we put into our product. We don't put natural flavors in our product because we can't account for how they're made. And we were just not advocates of things that we can't account for. And so that's why we use real berry extracts and real essential oils and flavonoids and different things in our product to get, you know, the product flavored the way that nature would have wanted. You know, that's one benefit, but also on top of that too, we use the different nootropics that we use, which have been shown to help, you know, aid in neurogenesis, which is the formation of new brain cells in your body. And being able to heal the body and the mind and the spirit and the soul is such a powerful thing that we're all capable of doing when we give ourselves the proper nutrition and supplements and time and ability to heal. And, you know, that's why we use, you know, the alpha GPC, the Hooperzine, you know, L-theanine to help reduce your anxiety levels and create more GABA in your body, as well as things like L-glutamine, which helps out with, it's been known to help out with digestion and help out with muscle recovery, obviously for festivals or exercising or just day to day. Um, and then also, you know, using things such as proprietary cell salt blends, not just using run of the mill basic electrolytes like most companies do, which only helps so much. We use a really diverse blend of cell salts to help out with maximum hydration because we need water in our cells. We're mostly water and electricity. And so really being able to, you know, supercharge our cells is really going to help us with gaining more energy to beating that depression or that anxiety or whatever it is that we're experiencing. Not saying that it's going to be a cure for that, but I'm just saying that, you know, proper supplementation will really help with changing your phys physiology in a, in, a, in a good way that might help you get through that workout or have the energy to get through a day at work, you know, or get through whatever it is that you're doing, you know, so then that way eventually it becomes easier because we become healthier as a result of that. And then, you know, the big thing, you know, is knowing that we use, you know, a lot of really good vitamins too, because most people are either magnesium deficient or vitamin D deficient or a combination of both. And we use really bioavailable forms of our B vitamins, vitamin C, vegan vitamin D. We use, um, you know, all these different things because so many people are deficient in what it is that their body needs. And as a result of that, the body cannot vibrate at its optimal frequency when we're not giving it what it needs on a daily basis. So we didn't create Rave Raid just as a supplement for people who go to music festivals. You can obviously use it at music festivals because it's you know fantastic for replenishing everything that's lost and helping out with that mental clarity and flow states and relaxation and really just putting you into an optimal state so you can have some of these transcendental breakthrough moments like I talk about um, you know in my personal experiences where I've had these huge quantum leaps in my development at music festivals you know, as a result of feeling really good and taking good care of myself and, and using Rave Raid and in conjunction with other things and, you know, just having a more well-rounded holistic viewpoint on taking good care of myself. And so, you know, 
that's why we created Rave Raid. You know, the product is designed to help you in so many different ways. And, you know, although we fall into the hydration state category, <clears throat> we are not even in the same league as anyone in the category. You know, all these other brands, they just use basic electrolytes and that's it. You know, our product has nootropics in it. Our product has full vitamin spectrums in it. Our product has cell, proprietary cell salt blends, all these different things that are really conducive for a high, high level of health. And, you know, we really want you to experience that in all ways, shapes and forms. And, you know, that's why we created it. It's about the consciousness movement. It's about helping people achieve a higher level of health and quality of, you know, life as a result of that. And we know that our products can help do that because the time and effort and love that we spend in every single detail, making sure that we're putting all the best ingredients that we can possibly find into it. And so I'm gonna wrap up today's episode, guys. Be sure to check us out if that's something that interests you at www.drinkraverade.com. And as always, I appreciate the love and support. And I really hope that you find some really good value in what we talked about today. So we'll talk soon. Peace.